This is the best of JB for breakfast. Only on 92.9. Chez Rafferty, cybersecurity expert and CEO of Scantech Solutions, joins me for a chat about voice cloning scams. Chez, thank you so much for your time. How are you? Yeah, doing well. Thanks for having me on the show. We've seen various sort of scams uh, evolve over time, and the most recent one that's been popping up over the last little while is uh, AI scams, basically doing voice cloning to scam all sorts of stuff out of victims. Uh, This has been on the rise over the last sort of 12 months or so, you've noticed? Yeah, look, basically what we've seen is as newer technologies come um, to the fore around sort of artificial intelligence and um, large learning models and people might have heard things like ChatGPT, that sort of technology unfortunately has a lot of really powerful um, good use cases but also can be used like many technologies to also uh, do criminal activities and unfortunately criminals are are realising that. And I mean, these are done so well from my understanding that it's literally nearly impossible to um to to tell the difference the the ai cloning is that good yeah look it's it's a combination of a, a series of factors obviously these days um because we're such a connected world and we've got so many videos and stuff of ourselves on facebook and other um places it's really easy for these criminals to get a hold of your voice and then what they're using is those um you know, voice communications, you've got you talking in videos, etc. then using the power of AI to recreate your voice and then effectively allowing you to sort of, well, sorry, the criminal, to type answers and that type answer is being translated into a machine that sounds just like your real voice. And, and obviously, Joba, you're on radio, you're doing a lot of stuff, your voice is getting out all across the air, podcasts, etc. It's exactly how they can get that information and then unfortunately um, use it against... Um, Obviously not yourself, because you're going to know it's your voice, but use it yeah. against things like family members. Yeah, It's unbelievable. Um, yeah. It is really unbelievable. The scam itself, as you often find with scams, it's actually the same scam um, with new, you know, you know, the wolf with new sheep's clothing, if you want. Yeah. So certainly what we've seen probably in the last three or five years, and you probably have come across or heard many stories about this, the old one where you get a message from your child usually, yeah. you know, hey, hey, mum, hey, dad, um, my phone's being lost, I'm on this other phone now, um, oh, I'm in trouble, I've lost my phone, my wallet, can you send me $1,000? Now, that that's a highly effective scam, um, but imagine that uh, multiplied by 1,000 if you received a phone call from your child saying that, you're just going to instinctively, a mm. number you've not seen comes up, but then, of course, you hear your child talking to you. Yeah. Well, it's them, right? You're not thinking to ask, um, you know, like, you know, tell me what we did last Tuesday or something that only you yeah. uh, and your yes. child might know. Yeah. Um, and look, there was, there was a really horrific one in the US where that was used on, on a, a mother uh, faking her daughter being kidnapped. Now, you can imagine how terrifying that experience would be for any parent uh, to receive a call from their daughter and, and then another person's voice saying, I'm the kidnapper, I'm going to put your daughter on, I'm going to kill her if you don't send me money. And you hear your child sobbing going, oh, mum, you know, he yeah. captured me, I'm, I'm, I'm so worried, don't don't let me die. Imagine how scary that would be as any parent and, and how fast you would do what you would need to keep your, your child safe. Because of this technology and how much is evolving and how legit it sounds, what can, what can we sort of do, if anything, to protect ourselves? You touched on a point before about, you know, maybe bring something 
uh, of relevance up that only you and the person they're impersonating know. Is there anything else we can do? Yeah, look, certainly, and this is another, again, old uh, um, technique, and I think it might come from, you know, police forces and and, and FBI, sort of things like that, is to have a secret code word with your child, Mm. Um, Mm. something very unusual but simple, you know, like purple donkey. Um, So you go, if it's really you, let me know, tell tell us our code. Now, if that person says purple donkey, you know, straight away as a kid, if they go, oh, I'm too scared, I can't think of the code, you're like, we've already reinforced this time and time since you're a small child, tell me our code. Mm. And if they say that, you know, that's certainly one way to do it. Um, Certainly, uh, the thing that always needs to be remembered with any technology, um, there's always uh, an offensive uh, weapon developed and there's there's almost always a defensive weapon, defensive technology developed against it. So to you and me those voices sound like um, our family members. But to computers, they, they sound very computer-generated. So there's technology already coming in now to try and identify AI in the other direction. And wow. even some telcos in the US are talking about implementing it onto call so they could actually monitor a call, not in any spying way, yeah. but monitor the call that the, the voice coming through is robotic and be able to let you know as a, tel- as a, as a user the voice talking to you is a robot voice, not a human voice. This is the best of JB for breakfast. Only on 92.9. This is the best of JB for breakfast. Only on 92.9. I can't believe we are here the 27th of June already. I mean, it's. I mentioned this yesterday. I mean, we're under six months now till Christmas. It's crazy. We've got what have we, we've got three days till Indiana Jones 5 comes out. We've got seven days till the American Independence Day. Uh, we got a... We got... August is in 35 days' time. We got two full moons in August, too, by the way. We got a blue moon. Whoa. In August. Very cool. We got a full moon on August 1, and we got a full moon on August 31, Mm. and that's a blue moon, and extra special, it's a blue super moon. And what's a blue moon? Uh, Two full moons in one lunar month. Oh, very nice. So there you go. So that's what a blue moon is. That happened about every 18 months or so. Oh, okay. So So you can catch them in another 18 months. Yeah, the saying once (laughs) in a blue moon isn't actually quite as impressive as it is when you break it down scientifically. So Oh my gosh, it just clicked that that's that's where it comes from. Yeah, cool. Yeah, there you go. Nice. Learn learn, (laughs) you learn it all here. Um, so yeah, like the the year is flying past. We were chatting about this before because I can't. But again, going back to my original statement, can't believe it's twenty seventh of June. You like this time of year though now, Lena, because you it rolls into like you like well you like now. Yeah. So I or next next month. Yeah, more more. Yeah, I feel like June. It just I don't know. It's a nicer. It's just a nice month. But then I like July onwards. So like July to December. Probably my, my yeah. favorite time of year, and I don't know why. We we're talking about it, yeah, off air, yeah. And you're saying you know most people are seasonal, yeah. Well, I'm like, as soon as it hits June, I know like there's light at the end of the tunnel, and then as soon as it hits July, I'm like instantly happy. Depression gone, anxiety what? gone, happy instantly. See, <laughs> mo- most of us mere mortals, we're like, you know what? I love. Oh my god, I love winter, or oh, oh my god, I love summer. You're like, yeah. you know what? I hate a whole half of the year, but the other half of the year is awesome. Yeah, this is. But, 
I don't. But then, but then you don't like December, is that right? No, no, I like December, but I like. I don't really like Christmas because it's just too chaotic, and oh. you know, like it's well, just. December got all, is Christmas though, so you hate December. No, I hate like just one week in December, now. and then I don't okay. like New Year's. I don't know. It's just there's something weird in my in my head. Um, I think it's because I've started a lot of things like. At the beginning of the year, I know my life. Just New Year's seems... resolutions. Come on, be honest. You can be honest. I don't have New Year's. You'd say New Year's uh, resolutions anyway. that have failed. Yeah, probably most likely. <laughs> or I don't know. Like it's the time of year where you go back to uni and you go yeah. back to school and yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, I don't know what it is. But also, it coincides with the end of financial year. Mm. I do feel that maybe there's more events happening in yeah, the second half of the year as well. So maybe yeah. I'm just busier yeah. and you're coming out of the you know, depressing cold into yeah. the nice warm weather. Whereas yeah. the start of the year, you're coming out of that horrible heat yeah. into the horrible brisk cold. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, look, and especially here in Tamworth with the Country Music Festival in January as well, you come out of um, crazy Christmas the week after Christmas where you don't even know what day, yeah. month, time <laughs> of the year it is. You're just kind of like fat and sluggish. Yeah. <laughs> And then you've got to, then first week of January, you've got to hit the ground running for the festival. It's, yeah. it's cruel. Yeah. It's cruel and mean. It is. And then, and, and it's hot and it's great. Yeah, I'm with you now. I hate the first half of the year. Have I converted, yeah, have I I converted you, have. you? Yeah, I okay. think you have. Sounds I hate the good. whole half of the year and the second half of the year is amazing. Yeah. Done. Yeah. I'm not going to hate on seasons anymore. I'm just going to hate on like <laughs> six months of the year. Done. We should just like hibernate like snakes. This is the best of JB for breakfast. Only on 92.9. This is the best of JB for breakfast. Only on 92.9. Lena, good morning. Good morning. Time to play the higher or lower game. Play along in the car. Have some fun. Pick the higher or, well, I guess the, the yeah, well, we're going with the highest today for this one. Instagram followers. Do you like Insta? I definitely love instagram yes yeah yeah i don't I, like facebook's still my default no. social media thing i despise but facebook whenever i log on to instagram um to, you know to do our updates and stuff like that in the morning i scroll through and i go i like this it's mm. a wholesome community to be in i like it. it's good i like it this is nice and then I won't log into it till the next day when I have to do an update or maybe I forget that in the day after. Mm. I don't use it more. Mm. Well, I need it. Well, look, I need to use social media in general less, but if I, I'm going to use it, I need to use Instagram more. You I, know what I this mean? morning, woke up and put a timer on my phone and said I'm only allowed to be on Instagram for an hour today. An hour all up across the whole all day. Up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Because I've been wasting too much time when I get home scrolling on that app. You have to show me later on how to do that timer thing. Okay. So I'll, I'll be the we'll we'll role play here. I'll be the boomer <laughs> and you be the millennial. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> Good luck out of this. Uh, let's start with <clears throat> when I think of Instagram, I think of Chloe Kardashian and the the Rock. What do you think at Chloe Kardashian or at the Rock? Who do you think <laughs> has more Instagram followers? Of course, we're talking Chloe Kardashian, the television personality and model. Up against The Rock, the actor, and also, remember, professional wrestler as well. Got to remember that. He was. That's... Everyone forgets that. Everyone thinks, you know, um, actor. I saw him the other night on TV. There was some, like, Mount Olympus show on, on Channel 7 that I scrolled past. And I was like, ah. Oh. Interesting. Yeah, it was Look, like Gladiator. I'm going to stab was. in the dark and go The Rock. You'd be too young to know. remember Gladiator. Um... 
not the movie either. It was a TV show called Gladiators. Okay. <laughs> Check it out on YouTube later. Once you show me the timer thing, I'll show you Gladiators. Okay, there we go. Exciting. Woo! So what were you going with? Sorry. The Rock. The Rock. You'd be right. Well Woo! done. Congratulations. Thank First you. one in the can. Thank you. 385 million followers to Chloe Kardashian's 309 million. Wow. So there you go. Yeah. Chloe, you don't have enough. I know. That surprised me. I, I thought she'd have more. All right, second one, Christian Cristiano Ronaldo. I can never say his name. Christian Ronaldo, yeah. the footballer, <laughs> up against Justin Bieber. Ooh. What are you going with? Ooh. Justin Bieber. Surely he'd have a lot of followers. I mean, you know, biggest name in music from the during the Instagram phase. Yeah, but surely Ronaldo is like surely. He's like Up an icon, though. Footballer. He, he's like an icon. I'm yeah. go- oh, look, I'm going to go with Ronaldo. I'm going to go with Cristiano Ronaldo. Can you stop? Just stop. <laughs> Just stop. <laughs> You'd be right. Yeah. Well done. Two from two. Wow. And you know what? I'm going to let you in on a little secret. If Cristiano Ronaldo <laughs> comes up again... Just pick him because he has got the most followers on Instagram. What? Actually? Yeah, he does. Out of everyone? Yeah, out of everyone. Wow. Five, I'm going to have to go follow him now. 593 million followers Cristiano Ronaldo has. Oh, that is so dope. I love that. Okay, I'm going to have to go follow him. 593 mil. The only one that's got more is Instagram itself. So, you can, yeah. Oh, right. You can follow Instagram. Oh, I don't know. It's weird. I don't use it enough. That's to like liking that. your own Facebook post. Yeah, it's a bit weird. Anyway, but are they doing like a Tom on MySpace thing where Tom was friends with everyone? I'm gonna have to explain MySpace. I know what MySpace right. is. All right, good. Okay. JB. All right, here we go. Make it three from three, Lena. Come on, I have faith in you. Okay, yeah. Here we go. Selena Gomez versus Beyonce. Ooh. Two of the biggest names in music. I know I said that before about. Justin Bieber. But two of the biggest names in Instagram music time. Selena Gomez, the musician, actress, and of course, remember, so businesswoman. Or Beyonce, musician and businesswoman. She's missing the actress. Do you reckon that'll make all the difference? Do you reckon being an actress would get you more on Insta? They are both such wholesome people as well. Yeah. So like, oh, they're just so wholesome. Selena Gomez. I'm going to go with Selena Gomez just because... I follow her. I don't follow Beyonce, unfortunately. But I'm going to go Selena, just for that reasoning. Or Beyonce, who causes debt problems in Sweden. Yeah. I <laughs> forgot about that story. I'm going to go Selena. Three from three. Oh, well done. Thank you. Congratulations, Selena Gomez, uh, the highest ranking musician on Instagram. I, wow, I did not know that. That's so cool. 423 million followers she has. You follow Selena yeah, as well. Yeah, I do well. follow Selena. So that must be out of why. Out of all those people, I only follow <laughs> Selena. And yeah. how many Selena Gomez songs have you listened to in your life? I don't listen to Selena no, Gomez music. but you follow her. I do, yeah, because I liked I liked her on um, Disney. Wasn't she on Disney? Yeah, yeah. Wizards yeah, yeah. of Waverly Place. And yeah. um, she was in Monte Carlo, that movie that everyone, every girl wanted to Okay, Want to go to Paris? No? Okay. You show me that, I'll show you Gladiator. Right, right. No, I just love Selena. I think she's just a really... Yeah. Just a really wholesome wholesome yeah. person but um beyond maybe i should go chuck beyonce i follow yeah, but how many not? does she have uh 312 million wow so fair behind 100 mil i'm surprised mil by and that. a bit behind yeah no surprising really surprised so, but queen b still got more than uh justin bieber 
Okay. But still not enough for Cristiano <laughs> Ronaldo. That is wild. So, I yeah. can't get over that stat. That's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. I remember this is me showing my age now, but I thought, you know, seeing as you gave me a blank stare talking about Gladiator and MySpace before, it's I- fair enough for me to say it's a safe space. <laughs> I remember, I don't think it was Instagram, but I remember when um, the Ashton Kutcher, he was the first celeb to get a million on Twitter. Was he? Back in like 2008 or 2009. Wow. I was working here last. Wow. And I remember that was like the big goss for the morning. He made a million on Twitter. We were like, wow! Mm. A million people! And now Cristiano, he'll make it to a billion soon. That's crazy. This is the best of JB for breakfast. Only on 92.9. This is the best of JB for breakfast. Only on 92.9. A little different. The McCafe Coffee Break. Let's chat making movies with Darren Hawkins from Lonely Hill Films. He's coming here uh, the next couple of weeks to do exactly that, make a movie. Darren, how are you? I'm very well. Thank you so much for having me. No, my absolute pleasure. Tell us, I guess you're coming here next week and the week after to do a bit of filming. What's the movie that you're filming? Okay, well, I'm, I'm up there uh, next week and it's, it's what we call our pre-production and then I'll be in the area for, uh, for four weeks after that. Uh, the film is called The Girl in the Shadows. It's a psychological drama uh, that's based on a, a small-town country cop. Um, she is a, a woman who's, who's suffering from a bit of uh, PTSD from childhood trauma, and she's investigating a, a murder of a, of a local hoarder. And this, this fellow has a connection to this hate crime that she had to go through when and she was younger. This, this fellow was the, the one person who saved her, and, of course, this triggers her own PTSD and... You know, she has mm. to investigate more, and it starts to unravel things that all seem to link back to her past and to this hate crime that she had to go through. She gets to a point where she has to make a decision as to whether or not she's going to let a bit of uh, perhaps natural justice play its way out, or whether or not she's going to uh, take the pathway of going, no, look, I'm a police officer, and I've mm-hmm. I've, I've got to follow my police yes. instincts here. So, yeah, she's faced with a, a lot of serious choices. It's a, it's a good film that... It not only talks about that, but it also talks about mental health as well, which is uh, it's a very important thing to uh, to discuss and, and talk about. We're talking a full length feature film, this one, or is it a short film? Oh, no, it's a, it's a full length. Full length. Film. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Why, why Tamworth? Why why was our region lucky enough to get you up here to to, to film it? Is there any draw card? <laughs> oh, look, the the area itself is just incredible. It's a yeah, people talk about when, when you. You, you look at mm. uh, the, the surroundings that you're filming in, that that becomes a character in itself. And the area itself is just absolutely gorgeous. Like the Moonbee Ranges, for one, yeah. are incredible. And, and they become a part of the character of, of this film. They're, they're integral mm. to it as well. Um, and look, the, the people in the area have been incredible with us. Um, myself and, and Steve Knight, who's the, the, the writer and, and uh, he's producing it with me, mm. um, We've been working on this probably for over a year within the area. Steve's also a Moonbee resident. Yep. Um, and we've we've been spending time talking to, to various businesses and various locals and what have you, and they have been so incredibly supportive to us. And when you, you're making something on a on a very, very low budget, which we are, we're, we're literally making this film on for its entire budget on less than what a lot of other films would have for an entire week. Yeah. So that'll... That'll give people an idea just how tight things are. Um, if it hadn't been for the support of, of people in the area, that, like the, as I said, like the businesses in, in the area so far who've who've given us their, their time, who, who've been allowing us to come into their, their places, um, 
you know, like being able to get up to uh, the, the uh, Masonic uh, Retirement Village, for one, being able to get into the Welder's Dog, the yeah. Nundal Truck Stop Cafe, uh, you know, people like, like yeah. uh, Nathan and Gianna Hotz, who are connected with uh, with, with your, your car business in there. Yeah. Um, like, they've, like, being able to actually have these people say, hey, look, we, we'll, we'll help out in whichever way we can. And, yeah, like... <laughs> Yeah, like Nathan and Gianna have been absolutely yeah. tremendous for us as well. Um, Nathan's an absolutely wonderful guy. Um, and, yeah, like being able to also get locals involved with it as, as well on, on the in front of camera and be, and, uh, and behind yeah. camera as well. And, you know, it's it's been tremendous. Hey, look, and if there's anyone listening from uh, Coles and Woolies who would love to get on board with a bit of sponsorship with a bit of food for us too, I'd love that. <laughs> how, that that'll help us out no end. Oh, for sure, I imagine. How, how many uh, people have you got um, assisting with making the movie? I imagine, I know you. it sounds like you you are on a bit of a, a shoespring budget as opposed to, you know, a Steven Spielberg film. But, I mean, how, yeah. how, how, how many people put the whole thing together, make it all happen? Okay, well, we will average on a crew size. Uh, on some of our our days when we don't have quite as many crew, we're looking at about you know thirteen, fourteen just in crew. Yeah. Um, on some of the larger days, we're you know, like twenty or thirty odd people. Yeah. And a lot of these people are, are just coming in and they're helping out, volunteering their time. I've got people that are only able to come in for a certain amount of days, and I've said to people, look, any time you can give us is absolutely mm. precious to me, and I've. I've never been about saying, "Oh no, well you say you, you, you're going to help us out." Well, I've got to have you on for these yes. days. And so I, that's like when you're doing something on a shoestring, you are so appreciative of any time uh, that anyone, anyone can give you whatsoever. And that's that's one of the big things. Like I've said to people, "Hey, look, if you can you can just give me a couple of days, that's tremendous." Um, I've thrown a fair amount of our budget also onto our catering, so you're going to be well fed. Um, <laughs> what, what, what other what other movies have you done? It sounds like you've done this for a little while. Have you done any other films? I, I have, yeah. Look, I've I've been working actually both in front of camera and behind camera for the yep. better part of twenty odd years now. Um, I I actually started my life uh, behind well. In the film industry, I started my life in front of camera. If I go back a little bit further than that, I actually was a musician for a lot of years in my life as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, this is this is a, it's my, my third feature now as a wow. uh, as a director. Um, so I directed a, uh, a, a film called Next Door to the Linskys, which was a sort of psych, another psychological drama. Yeah. Uh, that one got into uh, a thing called Video on Demand, which is what we have for this film, a Video on Demand deal. Yeah. Um, that actually got itself onto uh, Amazon Prime, Apple TV, which is absolutely tremendous. Wow. Um, but it's one of those things where it's like you make money out of it once people rent it. <laughs> yes, of course. Yes, <laughs> you know, yes. I'd, I'd love to have a, an actual a guaranteed deal of saying this is how much you're going to get out of this. Uh, and that would be great because I'd pump that straight back into the film. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. So yeah, Valencia's on in there. A uh, film called The Hunt, and actually another one, The, the Seventh Hunt. Um, and that one got itself over into uh, into the UK as well, uh, as well as the, the states. Um, as an actor, I've I've been on on a number of other you know indie feature films and yes. TV pilots for uh, for America and stuff like that. It's uh, it has been quite a wild ride over all these years. How is the Australian film industry generally? going that's been a, a big sort of discussion point within the arts yeah. community for some time now still healthy yeah. oh look we we all took a bit of a hit over yes, the COVID break of course um, yeah you know it was it was one of those things that it, it hit everyone pretty hard yeah and you know they're, they're things that we have to t still have to take quite seriously uh it's one of the big things that um i, I put together a 20-page document about our what our COVID safe plans are um 
And even though you know the World Health Organization has declared it's an end to COVID, it's still there. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, look, no, we we took a bit of a hit. Um, I know personally, I had uh, TV commercials that I was due to line up to direct that that got knocked out. I had yeah. a, a TV series. Uh, that I was ready to shoot the pilot for, and that got knocked out of the way because of COVID. So we're we're all we're all climbing back. Yeah. Um, and I think that you know, like, and I, look, I don't mean to sound like I'm a, a person who's tooting his own trumpet and stuff like that, but it's productions like this where we can show that things are able yeah. to to get made again. That I, I believe that we can start to show a real confidence of the Australian film industry to that we can say, hey, look, we are able to do this. We don't have to have just the hugest, biggest budgeted pieces out there. Um, we can get out to the, especially because we can get out to the regional areas. And I think that's a really important thing. And um, that it's not just saying, hey, look, we're, we're going to put everything into the city and that's all we're going to do. We get out to the regional yeah. areas. Yeah. Um, where we can have the opportunity to, to say to people, hey, look, Get involved with something like this, and where possible, we can pour our money back into the community as well. And I think that's, especially for, for regional areas, regardless of, of whether it's been through COVID or not, it's a huge thing I, I think that the Australian in, the film industry can do is to just get out there and to, yeah, support areas that are not just, you know, so within the, the, you know, the your, your city areas, within yeah. the metropolitan. Hey, Darren, thank you so much for the chat. All the best with your uh, couple of weeks that you've got here making movies and all the best with it. Look forward to seeing it. Thank you so much. My absolute pleasure. Darren there from Lonely Hills Film and you can get all the details uh, on Facebook. This is the best of JB for breakfast. Only on 92.9. This is the best of JB for breakfast. Only on 92.9. JB here this morning. I was in a really happy mood up to about 10 minutes ago. I was having the time of my life this morning. I mean, it could have had something to do with the two coffees I've had already this morning. Might have been the Monty chocolate biscuit that I had at 7 a.m. this morning as well. I don't know. But I'm sad now. I'm really sad. I need the depressing violin music or something in the background for this. I was having the time of my life. And then while, that, while, we, uh, while the Ricky Lee song was on before, I hear this big bang. And then Magpie's going... You know, because my magpie impersonation is about as good as all my other accents that I do as well. Uh, so I'm like, what the hell's going on here? So I look out the... we got big glass windows behind us. And there's a pigeon on the ground. Obviously dead. And there's a family of like four magpies standing around it. And three of them are crowing. Well, that's another type of bird. Mag magpieing. <laughs> Squawking. Squawking. <laughs> Squawking, yes. Squawking away. And what of but what are the magpies? So we got dead pigeon on the ground, poor thing. It's horrible. And then one of the other the dad the daddy magpie is pecking at it at its head. Is it giving it CPR or no. something? Or what I, is it it's is it is it seeing it's alive and then the other three are calling to get assistance or What's going on? Or is it pecking it from a, like, I was chasing after you, ha ha ha, you've flown into a wall now, so suck it, I'm going to peck it. It's like, the animal world is cruel when you think about it like that, isn't it? We need a bird expert to text in. Let us know. (laughs) Lots of people out there know, like, are really good with the behaviour of magpies. Like, every magpie Mm. swooping season, 
We always get. I've always said we've got mm. the most intelligent listeners here at ninety two point nine. Mm. We have people ringing, going, oh, "I don't get swooped by magpies because during winter I watch them and mm. I feed them." I've written an article all about how to keep magpies away from you from swooping. Is that how you look at you give them you kangaroo look, meat? No, no. I just stare at them. You oh. stare into their eyes, into yeah. their souls, and you walk. And if you just stare at them and give yeah. them a glare, and you just keep your head focused on them, they won't swoop you. I got swooped last year on the riverside, the the riverside walking track, um, and I was annoyed because I love walking that, and I didn't walk it anymore after that because it swooped me twice. So I I've cut well, that out of my life. Did anyone else so, out there have their dads or mums like draw on eyes on the back of caps and then put them on? No, I've 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 because they look been, like eyes. Yeah, I've never been. Sw- is that another one of your tips you've got? Is it? Yeah, I think watch that, him and draw eyes yeah. on the back of your helmet. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I I never. No, it's the sticks on the helmet. Yeah, sticks on and the, the eyes uh, on the back of the cap. I yeah. never been swooped till last year. That was the first time I'd ever been really? swooped ever. I thirty four years on this planet. Wow, and never been swooped till then. And this this one, it was. For about five hundred meters, it was swooping me, wanting, wanting me, wanting blood, so <laughs> wanting to take me out like that poor pigeon there and give me CPR <laughs> up down near the baseball fields there on the river, while the other three sat around going. Rah, rah, rah. So, I, I, I maybe you need to do that to the to the magpie when they come by, just start squawking at them. I love the King George Avenue walking track. That is amazing. I walk that most afternoons. <laughs> and anyone else that's thinking about doing that, it's it's my road. I'm the only one that walks so it. Gonna, it's mine. I own it. Are you going to start so, like, fl- flapping your arms everywhere, squawking at people no, if they start walking it? I will be mortified if this spring I start getting swooped <laughs> on that. Because that is my... Because I couldn't have the riverside walking track anymore because the magpies were swooping me, I moved to King George Avenue yeah. and I love that. It's the most beautiful, pristine, peaceful walk. Mm. If I get swooped there this summer, it will be game on. I'll be using your advice so I can okay. continue walking there. Okay, good. So I should, well, I should start prepping now, shouldn't I? I should start looking at them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and absolutely. And and win win them over, win their respect and yeah. love now. And they have very good memories. So if you do anything bad to them, they will remember that for year on year on year on year. Yeah, that's the thing. So I've mm. got to be nice to them now. So I so springtime, mm. I'm good. But I didn't do anything nasty to him at the riverside walk. I've been must walking up be, for years. Must just be a face. <laughs> it's fair enough. It's a face only a mum could love. Oh, uh, and that's why you work in radio. <laughs> exactly. Have a look at the big sign on the, on on Gunnaroo Road opposite the big going guitar. If you don't know what I'm talking about. 8:25 at 92.9. Magpie Expos, please give me a ring. Six seven six double two nine nine, and I'll go check on this pigeon. Make sure it's okay. It's not. This is the best of JB for breakfast. Only on 92.9. This is the best of JB for breakfast. Only on 92.9. Hey, yesterday marked six months till Christmas. So today, six months till Boxing Day. There you go. Making it relevant. (laughs) Trying to. Um, Why why are you looking at me like that, Lena? is it? It's very grinchy of you. Yeah, uh, six six months till Christmas. Yeah, who cares? I found a. I found a. I, you're gonna love this though. Am I? So I found a Christmas inspired story just to get you into the mood for Christmas. Six months out, okay. I love this. 
a Christmas tree, a communal community Christmas tree in Yorkshire, in East Yorkshire, is still standing in June, six months on. They put the tree up last November, mm. as most, you know, communities around the place do. And then a wood pigeon set up a nest in it and has continued to nest in their community Christmas tree. And due to the English Wildlife and Countryside Act of 1981, it is illegal to take damage or destroy the nest of any wild bird while that nest is in use or being built. So... The community Christmas tree is still standing six months on in the middle of Yorkshire because of this one pigeon that's just hanging out at the top of it going, how's your father? Well, uh, look, I'm not the biggest fan of Christmas personally. I'm an Easter person. Okay. But mm. but I must say, mm. hey, that's just one less boring, big-ass job for someone to do in November. Well, that's where it gets interesting. Why? It does. <laughs> Trust me, this story does get interesting. They reckon wildlife experts are saying that in July, this wood pigeon will vacate its nest because it's breeding season. But then it's, no, but then there's no point taking it down. You can imagine that's going through the council's head, isn't it? Oh. It's going through the council's mind. They're going, And imagine well, if they've just done all their budgets as well and they've budgeted to not take, down this, take it down and put up this Christmas mm. tree. Someone's going to be missing out in the community Someone, if they make them take down this tree and put it back up. Surely they're going to leave it up. Surely, surely. they're going to go, you know there's what, it's no July, we leave it, we, it's staying. There's no it's point staying. anymore. There's no point in Is that what you down. would do? If you were yeah. on the east, what's the town? Beverly. <laughs> Beverly in East Yorkshire. If you were on the Beverly M- Municipal Council, because yeah. Yeah, it's, it's Pommy Land, they're all called that over mm. there. Would you you'd vote for that? Yes, you'd, you I'd and, vote for yeah, keep it keep up. it up. And All if right. the Grinch can vote for keeping it up, then I think it's a good decision. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm someone who thinks, look, the Christmas tree is put up on the first of December, and it's taken down on the twenty sixth. <laughs> <laughs> too early to get into that discussion. I'm no Grinch, but too early for that. Too early for when does your Christmas tree go up and down discussions. Yep, but there you go. Good on you, Wood Pigeon, for saving Christmas <laughs> in East Yorkshire. Get up. This is the best of JB for breakfast. Only on 92.9.